Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen. Um, this is the first podcast that I've um, I've posted in maybe six months, and the first one of 2020, so it's obviously appropriate to wish everybody a happy new year and all the very best for the next year and the next 10 years and forever. Um, the, fo- the podcasts have always been um, about business development and kind of a convergence of sales, disciplines, training, coaching and strategy along with marketing, communications. And this podcast, this particular one is really all about um, sales, purely sales. And um, I think at this time of year, a lot of, uh, a lot of you are in the process of planning or have already planned your strategies for 2020 and they might even have um, broadened into three-year or five-year plans that will give you growth, uh, volume, etc., etc., etc. And what I've noticed from experience uh, personally and anecdotally but also from my coaching work is that a lot of the planning at this time of year goes into um, new client acquisition um, and a focus on winning new business over the next 12 months. Um, <clears throat> yes, it's important, I think, to remember what has got you to this point. Um, and typically what that will have been is a, a, a winning or a retention of clients over the last 12 months that takes you into a position that you find yourself in. And um, I was, used the example of the medical profession where doctors have to sign the Hippocratic Oath, um, which essentially is condensed down to a first do no harm or premium non nocari, um, if my Latin is good, which it isn't. Sign something like premium non Primum non nocari, which is first do no harm. So the logical thing for any sales team or sales director to do is to focus on going into 2020 and don't lose any of your existing clients. That's the first do no harm bit. Um, And I don't know how that sits with your existing plan or if it's something you're consciously aware of, but the, the glamour is all around winning new business. And when the 12 months work is done and you're doing the numbers, it's basically um, it's equally as important to have reduced your churn rates to as close to zero as possible. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, with, with that in mind, um, I, don't, I don't know how, how much time you consider that you spend on that, um, whether it's uh, a dedicated um, account management process or whether you are uh, looking at sure we'll be okay um, and they got their hamper at Christmas and things will be dead on and we've got prices arranged for the next 12 months and I can make them maybe get the phone calls in and maybe take them out to golf in the summertime and that'll be deadly. Um, but there's one thing I wanted to focus this podcast on that would maybe give you some insights into a different kind of perspective and a different line of thinking into customer retention. Um, and it's, uh, I'm trying to think of how to start this without maybe losing you straight away. Um, it's called the Hegelian dialectic. Um, I, I came across it in, 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 uh, as a writing technique, um, but it's doing the rounds in um, kind of the anti-government and I wouldn't say new world order, but people who have been continually or, or find themselves more and more disappointed in what the government does and they, they think it's a strategy. Um, I've even lost myself. Now, let's just go back to the value of writing technique, okay? 
So <clears throat> what it is is essentially picking a perspective or a point of view or a thesis and um, with that in mind there is a antithesis, there is a diametrically opposed perspective to that. So it's probably the duality of things where there's uh, point A and point B and they're continually uh, challenging each other and the focus then becomes the tension between those two um, and that tension then is synthesized into a new perspective which becomes a new thesis and that thesis then in turn attracts a new antithesis okay um, it's not really that complex and I hopefully I've explained it kind of well but, but what I would suggest if you take the the thesis, look at it from the perspective of the thesis is your perspective and the antithesis is the customer's perspective. And the question is, how much tension is there in the relationships that you currently have? Um, tension is a good thing, in my very humble opinion. Tension, uh, you know, from the strings in the piano or a guitar creates good music. So the idea that you're creating tension for drama for the sake of it or whatever is not really what I'm alluding to. It's a tension that makes both of you up your game. So um, it's kind of bordering on but not strictly focused on the challenge or sales notion where you challenge your customers and you're talking about being, uh, bringing value and all that sort of stuff. Those are things that I think are tickets to entry. Um, but when you create a tension between your position and your customer's position, that means it's a continual thought process. It's not just now for the 2020 it's not about adding value now because you want to get a rate increase it's not about having the value very evident whenever you're trying to deal with a complaint or an issue or so on and so forth um, it's about putting some tension in the relationship that will bring your sales team along with you and they will raise their game um, uh, as your customers raise their game if that makes sense um, a lot of the time that i've noticed is that um, working strategically with businesses that are turning over significant figures and um, are doing really well within a, their chosen marketplaces and all they want to do is win new business um, and that brings problems for production that brings problems for anxieties for salespeople it brings a whole lot of things into play and not saying that it's not part of the overall strategy I'm saying that it does come quite often at the expense of a customer retention plan. So whatever you did in 2019, if your business could hold on to as much of that business as possible for 2020, does that not put you in a really good place? The answer should be yes. Certainly in business to business, the answer should be yes, irrespective of sector. Um, it, it, it's really important that it's first do no harm, break into 2020 and see where the gaps are from the relationships last year. And I could do a learning this myself. I think everybody can. It's not just a, um, uh, you know, it's not a, a, just a, an idea and let that idea be the idea. Um, it's it's applicable to everybody. And I think that um, it, it's something that's worthy of consideration. I would argue that most of you have already had your strategies in stone and are working towards 2020 rigorously now. And um, yeah, good luck with that anyway. Um, <clears throat> Just on, on another thing, one of the, one of the one of the things that I found I found challenging this last year or two years, um, I've dropped off Facebook, um, I've dropped off um, Twitter, and I'm still on LinkedIn um, and Instagram, 
And I was able to tell myself that staying away from Facebook and Twitter and also a lot of the, the mainstream media channels that um, I was doing myself kind of, you know, a good service and um, was been able to manage the negativity that's been channeled every day from from most of the media uh, players. But one thing that the election taught me um, at the tail end of last year in December was that if you're just living your life on social media alone, um, you're going to get one perspective and the analytics will be pumping stuff to you and you'll be liking people who like other things that you like and typically your circle of um, information is is going to be pretty uh, one-dimensional. Um, and it's a good uh, sort of um, metaphor for, for business development or a, um, it's a similar kind of perspective because you're only really truly fully versed if you see both sides of the political argument and that means spending a disproportionate amount of time like if you read the guardian for example then you should really be reading the telegraph too um, as much as that would be a real pain in the ass but for you to be fully briefed um that's really what you'd need to do um and if you're really really dedicated to the idea of business retention then you've got to get fully inside the heads of customers and that's not easy you know um you think that You've asked all the questions that the relationship has been going for a year or two years or five years and you've kind of got everything covered. But it takes a really, really strong BD effort to get under the skin fully of the customer and um, ask those really, really tension-making questions that can ultimately add value to, to, the, to the relationship and make any awkward decision or any awkward conversation less awkward um, moving forward. Um, so yeah my point about the media is that I kind of feel that I have to get back reading some newspapers again or following some media outlets because um, there's some stuff that I've, I've missed on um, so whether I'm able to um, create a space in my day that um, allows me to um, get stuck into media again which feels like going out and buying which makes me feel like going out and buying newspapers and going old school again but anyway thanks for tuning in and um, if you want to follow my stuff. Um, I'm not on, as I said, I'm on LinkedIn, um, but uh, my website is shift-control.co.uk and you can reach me on info at shift-control.co.uk. Thanks for uh, checking in and I'll get back to you again soon.